is episode 69 of the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host every week, Connor Kaysen, joined by my co-host, Nick Hughes. Nick is currently in South Africa, so today's episode is just catching up about his experience there. We talk a little bit culturally about whether things he even noticed that it was Thanksgiving there in South Africa. We talk about food, finding places to stay, and and just getting by, how he's communicating and interacting with his friends and, and, and keeping up with the rest of the world while he's traveling around. So I hope you enjoy episode 69 of the Catching Up Podcast. I will wish you the happiest Thanksgiving for whenever you are listening to this, and uh, please enjoy episode 69. Hey, Nick. Good morning. Happy uh, belated Thanksgiving. Hey, Connor. Good, uh, Happy Thanksgiving to, to you, man. You. How, uh, how's everything going? Where are you at these days? Things are good. I am in Cape Town, South awesome. Africa. And so I got to know, uh, well, A, for everyone, what time is it there? So it is seven ten on Friday. Friday uh, evening. All right. Yeah, that's that's called that is man. I appreciate that on a Friday night. Uh, I'm 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 earning the tears. I'm, <laughs> I'm earning the coffee because I, I woke up like thirty minutes ago. <laughs> I went I went to bed at like two in the morning last night, and I was going to bed and I was like, oh man, I. I got to wake up at nine <laughs> in the morning. Uh, I, yesterday I woke up and I was sitting on my couch around the same time. And I was like flipping through the channels and I was looking for football. Cause I just like was in the mindset that it was Saturday. And I was like, how come there's no football on? And then I was like, Oh my gosh, it's Thursday morning. Um, my whole week has now been thrown off because of that. It's like, Oh yeah, it's Friday. It's not, it's not Sunday. And so, um, <laughs> obviously, since you're in South Africa, Thanksgiving's not a thing there. Uh, did you even notice that it was Thanksgiving? Was did you see any Americans? Like, was there anything about it? No, no. I mean, I only, I only know because I'm, you know, aware and keeping track. But um, no, man, it's uh, just not a thing at all. Which you know, as as you travel internationally, you start realizing, you know, what what sort of things that we you know celebrations and traditions that we have are so like national a lot of things are nationalized uh, but um no and so i actually man it's like it you know there's so much i gotta do and it's like i was yesterday though i was like i'm, I'm not doing anything to today and um i uh i had i had predetermined I was going to go and check out some beaches because they're beautiful around here. And I hadn't been able to get out. I mean, most of the, um, most days here and especially like on the weekdays I'm working and, and, you know, that look, you know, I don't need anyone to cry for me at all, but the only downside is the reality of like this, which is any work that I am going to be doing or meetings with anyone in the, uh, not only the West coast, but U S when you're in this part of the world, it tends to be later in the evening or the day at least. And so, you know, it's just hard to like, you know, I, I'm working and this is not a vacation by any means. Uh, but, you know, just having that division of, 
just getting away from the computer and, and, and doing all that, that takes effort. And so I was like, screw it. I'm, I'm going to go hit a beach for Thanksgiving. And so I went out and uh, there's a cool area right outside Cape Town. Dude, it's nuts because, I mean, this city is beautiful, but there's like essentially a kind of a fairly large, big rocks and mountain. Like if you look at a picture of Cape Town, it's literally like this, it's on the coast. And then there's this big kind of mountain range right in the middle of it. And so you go to this, if you go kind of directly out from the, the city and you go towards this place called Camps Bay, um, there's a road that kind of goes up this big hill and then you crest the hill and you literally right across when you get above, when you get to the top of the hill and you start going down, dude, you just see oh, blue beautiful. ocean. And it's so cool. Like it is so beautiful. And so basically you go from Cape Town, which is like the city you know downtown and all this and you go up and over and then now you're in like the quote suburbs and outskirts and dude i i there's some amazing homes sitting on the on the coast overlooking the ocean and um there's a couple different like communities that they're obviously for more wealthy and really great and so i just went and um hung out at one of the beaches um this uh smaller beach that i found but uh it was awesome and um just hung out definitely got some sun so i'm feeling it (laughs) i'm feeling it today but um dude it was so cool and it was just like you know nice to be out and away and that was my my thanksgiving just chilling and you know not working and um but i i cannot tell you how much i'm craving turkey mashed potatoes (laughs) yeah just like it's that time of year oh my god God, I'm so yeah. So what, what have you been that. eating when you're there? You know, well, you know, Cape Town. Um, I heard a local say this, and it's pretty, it's interesting. But Cape Town is like the most kind of sophisticated, um, of especially South Africa. But it, it, you know, it's almost like of when I South Africa, it's probably the most modern city, you know, kind, kind of. of modern and metropolitan and you know it it's pretty cool so so you come here and i mean there's coffee shops everywhere there's you know bars and restaurants it's, i mean when i was in Harare, yeah. it was just totally different right it's just a different community different society but um i'm curious if lagos and um abuja what those would have been like you know johannesburg is probably a little similar to this but this place is very very metropolitan and so you know there's burger joints there's you know there's kind of every restaurant that you'd imagine and you know so i've gone and had pizza and i've gone and had a burger and um have had a little bit of south african food but i mean you can basically get uh what you want and so the the currency here man it's it's like it's like 15 they call it's a rand and and by the way when they say like 15 rand like it sounds like i just said 15 (laughs) grand (laughs) And it's like, it's like 15 Rand is like, that's basically a dollar is 15. So um, on average, if I go get a burger and uh, a beer, it's probably eight to $10, a burger and a beer. (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. So our, right now our money goes a long way here. Um, It's very affordable here. What about when, uh, when you were in Hawaii, um, what was the food like there? Um, let's see. It was, it was good. Um, definitely a lot of, uh, meat and, uh, beef 
um, had de- a lot of chicken meat. So their meats are very, um, uh, let's see. I mean, they like, so they call it braai. And that's basically what I'm learning. That's when, when they're like, hey, we're going to have some braai tonight. That's okay. basically like barbecue. Or it's, it's a way to uh, cook meat. And so, you know, meat is very, very predominant there. And so I had, you know, I would, my default would be just be like some, get some chicken, you know, sometimes you can just get it. Like it's right. It's like essentially barbecued chicken on, on, you know, like okay. big bones. Um, you know, I had, let's see, went out for, um, you know, went out a couple of times. Uh, so they have this stuff called, um, um, totally. I'm blanking on it right now. It's I've so much, I've, I've been through so much. <laughs> um, but so there, they have this like, okay. Like if you think about rice in like Asia, um, in Africa, they have this, it's all, it looks like mashed potatoes, but it's more dense and it's basically made of like a corn kind of foundation, but it looks like, uh, almost like a thick mashed potatoes and that's like rice so like obviously in asia like rice is the foundation yeah. of anything that you're gonna have for like a, you know a meal and um and you actually dude, there's a customary way you actually like you eat it with your fingers you grab it and you turn you like uh use your yep. fingers to put it into a ball and then you can t- take that ball and then you dip it into stuff if you want if there's dipping things and then you eat it and and there's a there's actually a way that you eat it so you don't have you don't put your fingers in your mouth but um i was like learning all that but uh, i totally forget um i'm probably gonna remember it when we're done here but um so that's like are they like grits that you have uh slightly similar but no it's like i mean it's it's made pure like um i I think i don't know if i said last time when we were you know i recorded my my own uh, thoughts on, on Africa and Herere, but um, I went out to a community and basically like toured this community. And at one point, this older woman wanted to make us uh, some food and she made some of that uh, stuff. And we sat and ate it with her, which was just really cool experience. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it looks pure. I mean, it looks like, essentially mashed potatoes like you would yeah. eat for Thanksgiving, but you actually grab it. It's thicker. So you can grab it with your hand and you literally like nice. create a little ball yeah, out of it. Sounds delicious. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, the food's been good, but you know, look, when you don't, when you're kind of trying to navigate, especially here, like I don't have a crew here, so I'm just kind of doing my own thing. You know, you, you just kind of end up taking the same, like, look, I'm going to go grab a burger and a beer. I mean, that's just like, that it, you just make those decisions because it's like, well, I don't know if I want to expend the energy and what, um, look, I'll say this, um, not, I'm not going into the TMI stuff, but I'll tell you right now, I think the last night I was in Herrera, all it took was I had, I was having some beers we went out with friends, this place. And then one of the girls got like this gin and tonic and I ended up getting this gin and tonic and I think it was the ice cubes, but dude, my stomach oh, was no. bad for yeah, like, the, the last ice cubes. week. Ugh. I, and I, I was doing so well. And I think that drink, I think it was the ice cubes and it's just been like, my stomach has been fighting me the entire week. And I was like, what the heck? Like, 
And I realized, I think it was that drink. So you got to be careful. Um, I'm not sick or anything, but I've just been feeling uncomfortable. Wow. For and and so are there any other things that you've been trying to avoid? So obviously there's ice. So you, it's a lot of bottled water, I assume. Um, are there any other big things that you were told to stay away from? <laughs> well, I ordered a, um, I ordered a, uh, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I did a, uh, Caesar salad and then I was like, yeah, throw on, um, some salmon on there. Well, I took it to go. So I got back to my place and I opened the salmon <laughs> yeah. and like, it was, it was, well, it was totally, it was like, uh, yeah. not cooked salmon. It's like, all right, you want salmon? Here's totally like yep. uh, fresh salmon. It wasn't, it wasn't cooked at all. And I think there were sardines in there. Um, and then, you know, the lettuce and I actually ate it, man. But then I thought later, I'm like, man, lettuce, they're probably just washing it with you know, normal water. And it sounds like Cape town, their water is actually pretty fresh and, and there's not an issue, but man, if you're, you know, if you're in deep in Zimbabwe or whatever country, or, you know, it doesn't matter, especially in Asia, like other countries in um, Southeast Asia, you, you should probably not yeah. deal with lettuce. You should probably not deal with, you know, um, anything that's water-based or like that, that you would think that they would just throw water in. And, you know, it sucks is you just, it's yeah. hard to stay on top of that. It's really hard. Yeah. So especially through the day, like you just, so, you know, know you, you, are clean. there's so many aspects to preparing food that, yeah, you just can't always be on top of every little piece. Have you have you had any issues as you know you've been yeah, to Thailand? Yeah, I mean, I've been, what, I've been all around Asia. Really? I went to India. I've been all over Europe. Um, and no, I've actually had a very resilient stomach in most of these trips. Um, I think when I was in India, there was maybe like one bad day, but I think that was more just the uh, the the buildup of of traveling and and eating different food and my body adjusting. But yeah, I surprisingly knock on wood hopefully this doesn't uh jinx myself but can handle myself pretty well i think i've got a decently strong stomach uh yeah because whenever we go to thailand i mean we we're eating at all the food stands and the food carts uh that's that's almost all bottle bottled water um but a lot of fruit consumption is done there which i would think uh could be a little bit risky at times i remember there there was a time that uh, a man and I, we got home and we just like picked up all of this street meat and it was in, in little bags and we we're just like buying each piece like, oh, that's beef, that's chicken. And we ate one and we still aren't totally sure if it was frog or what it was. And it was it was very, very distinct. And both the man and I were just like, whoops, that's not the <laughs> one that we should order next time. And and yeah, because all of them. So like, we know chicken and beef and like we're aware of what those words are when we're there and yeah that one just must have slipped their mind and we didn't catch like what it was called or anything but it's a memory of us just like sitting there it must have been like 9 p.m and we're sitting in our our like rented apartment and just being like what the heck did we order um and so but but i know you were making a point (laughs) earlier i i could imagine that it's difficult to uh, kind of be more risky and adventurous when you're by yourself, especially when you're there it, like for long periods of time, you know, you've been in certain places for, for a month. 
And yeah, it's just like to expend the energy and, and the extra time to go like constantly be exploring has got to uh, create some fatigue. And uh, I know when, when I was living in Europe, I, I was like six weeks in and I was like, man, I could like just go for some French fries <laughs> um, and yeah. And just get some like other food that um, you know, whether it's full of fat or full of sugar, <laughs> very American and, and just get something that's comfortable. Look, I'll, I'll... Yeah. I, today I was just walking, you know, I was out working and then I needed to come back here cause I'm, I take calls from here where I'm staying and I walked by and I was, it was like lunchtime. And I was like, I literally walked by a McDonald's and I was like, no, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not, I am, I am not in Cape town. Well, by the way, like I never really get McDonald's anyway, but I was like, no fucking way. Am I going to get McDonald's here being in South Africa? I'm going to at least get something that is prepared here. And it, it, it is not an American <laughs> burger. You know, so you should walk so in there and that. check it out just to see what the menu looks like. I mean, you might not even be that familiar with what American menu looks like, but other countries also have like very distinctly different menus. Like I remember being in India mm. and right there was no meat on the menu. Uh, it was very like tofu based. And uh, I remember the Big Mac being distinctly different. And so it might just be interesting just to like go look at the menu just to see, are there like, because oh, yeah. if there's something we- not weird, I don't want to say weird, uh, but something different and unique, that could still be an experience uh, of trying some different type of uh, McDonald's product that you wouldn't get in America. But also, I, what I saw yeah. uh, specifically in Europe, our American fast food places end up being more expensive than eating locally. It's not like cheap fast food mm-hmm. for them. It's like a treat. I remember eating at a Burger King once in Spain and uh, seeing like multiple families there and and the people that the locals I were with, they're like, yeah, like we go to Burger King like when it's a, a not a formal situation, but a more nice situation. Like we're celebrating something uh, because, it, yeah, it, it was very yeah. interesting. Um, it's like, oh, let's go get American food tonight. Um. Yeah, I thought that was very weird, and yeah, it was it was more expensive than just eating just about everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's been interesting. I, I will point out one thing that uh, man, I'll tell you, it's it's a very touching situation. You know, you walk outside, and you know, you just have every every walk of life, and you have a lot of a lot of poverty here. It's right in your face. Um, I was telling someone the other day, you know, so I'm, I'm staying right in downtown. It's actually the square. It's pretty cool, but you know, it obviously attracts pretty much every type of person. And, you know, I like, it was like the first morning I was here and I go downstairs and I think I learned a big lesson though, but I go downstairs, I go down there and there's like a cafe, there's a coffee shop cafe that has some outdoor seating and, so I end up sitting outdoors just to have my breakfast. And within an hour, man, like I was there probably an hour and I probably had five people come up and literally oh, beg me for bread. That's difficult. And you're just like, it's really hard. And you know, you don't know what to say and you don't know what to do. And it's just like, 
like I, you know, it just, it's, it's like, yeah, damn it. You know, and, and I'm eating my, I'm, I'm eating and, and yet you're just like, well, do I, do I not? How do I feel about that? Like, unfortunately it is like, if you give one person, I think others would flock over and it just, it's a really uncomfortable situation. And so, I mean, that is what you see here and that's what you have. And, and, you know, I, I've literally been, there's people that have followed me down the block and I just say like, I'm, I'm not, please leave me alone. I'm not interested. And this guy was like, he would not stop. And it was getting a little uncomfortable and he was like getting mad. And I'm just like, excuse me, please yeah. leave me alone. And I, I did not raise my voice, but he probably followed me for, you know, a 30 seconds, if not a minute. And then probably one, one and a half blocks. Yeah. And yeah, like, that's and, scary, and dude. You probably look like a tourist, right? Like you probably look like you're mm-hmm. stick out a little bit more, um, and so that kind of makes you uh, a target in in multiple different aspects. I mean, he could have had good intentions, of course, but there's also the chance that there's not good intentions there, and that and you could become a target. Yeah, and and so kind of going back to what you're saying earlier, just like you know, venturing out, taking risks, like these whole it you have to keep an awareness about you all the time and you know like like a a, a kind of a lookout awareness of your streets and and what's going on um you know there's just there's just aspects of that that you can never let your guard down like i've i've most of the time i'm actually like being aware of like i'll actually just put some money in my pocket but i leave my wallet and here and and so like worst case scenario man if i get picked like if someone wants to take the 500 rand that's in you know the the equivalent of like 20 bucks or 30 dollars that's in my pocket like you can take it but i do not yeah, you don't want, yeah want you don't want to lose it all your identification you know? and uh some of those more important things that you need yeah so you know there's things that it, it's just you know it ain't like walking in seattle and so that's that's, that's yeah. lessons, you know. So, with yesterday being Thanksgiving, I was curious, uh, right? Because so many of the when we were going around talking about like what we were thankful for, it's family and friends. And so I'm curious, like, how are you keeping touch in touch with everyone, or have you kind of uh, had more of a solo journey this year? Because uh, yeah, it's not easy to uh, you're constantly changing numbers. Uh, and going to different places. How, how have you stayed in touch with everyone? I feel like I'm I'm lucky because I get to talk to you every Friday. Yeah, man. I mean, we this has been great, and you know, you're probably the one I honestly, you're probably the one I talk to you most consistently, just because we do yeah. have this almost every week. Um, yeah, just you know, um, WhatsApp. I've actually gotten my family on that, so that. <laughs> They're late adopters, but it's all good. And so, you know, we're using WhatsApp, um, obviously email. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely leaning on email a lot more. Um, Messenger, um, just utilizing that. Yeah, what's crazy is, so with, um, we communicate through uh, iMessage. And so if I'm on a Wi-Fi, you know, I can, I can communicate yeah. with people iMessage. Um, if, if it's message, iMessage to iMessage, um, that works. Uh, and actually, uh, you know, given, even if I'm not on Wi-Fi, that works if it's two, if both parties are on there. Um, 
but you know, I've, I've received some messages from people who are like, Hey, why is your phone not working? And I'm like, Oh, well, it's cause my number is <laughs> yeah. not my number right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back, you know, but you know, honestly, it's been, it's, it's been a healthy, you know, I just, you know, I communicate with the people I need to and, and, and want to, but also like, it's just been a, it's been a nice time just to kind of get away and, you know, I'm working hard and I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm communicating with people that I need to, but, um, you know, when I come back, I'll rekindle those, um, those relationships and friends. And, um, you know, honestly, I'm starting to set the table for 2020 and, you know, I will be, uh, back out on the road. Uh, I'm starting to formulate what that looks like. It'll be in North America. I won't go off the continent. I mean, actually, it looks like I'll go to Mexico and Toronto and Canada, but um, it'll be mostly in the U.S. and North America. Um, but I, it'll be a while before I um, settle down, at least in Seattle, or at least get an apartment. Like at some point, I'm going to get an apartment in Seattle, so I have a place to stay. Yeah, but I, I can imagine, yeah, especially with the cost of living here or living in any of the major cities, that um, moving around and traveling could be a similar price if, if you do it right, if you plan it out right. So I was um, crunching some numbers and let's see, I actually, if you involve the first three months I was on the road, uh, my Airbnb, like basically my, I did not spend a lot of money on Airbnbs the first three months. Um, so the whole year, if you add that in, the average was like, uh, maybe eight or nine hundred dollars a month. Yeah, that's great. And then, oh yeah. And then if you only take the 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 nine months out, of, like if you exclude the first three, then it's about eleven hundred, something like that, eleven fifty. But you know, in reality, you know, and that that turns out to be like thirty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's a good deal. And it's. Ex- it's exactly where I wanted to be. And man, it's so great. Like it, it just landed perfectly. And, you know, I wanted to spend about a thousand dollars a month on, on travel or like on uh, my roof over my head. It worked out that way. And so that's actually, I was paying about a thousand dollars for rent when I was in, living in Seattle. So, um, you know, I think when you look at Ubers and, you know, the, the, there's like a layer of stuff that you wouldn't have done in Seattle that has added to my expenses, but, you know, basically housing has really fairly stayed the same. And then, um, you know, airlines, I've kind of taken care of that, but, um, I calculated my, the airlines, uh, on average, uh, I've spent, a, it's like $160 per flight. Whoa. That's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. That is including the $0 flights that I have with, okay. with Delta. But, but my guess is it would be around maybe one, it would be less than $200 per flight, that's which still, is still, that's amazing. Incredible. Right. That's very, very cheap. Yeah. So to everyone that thinks that this is expensive and impossible, then it ain't, it ain't, it's uh, very, very doable. Yeah. We've seen, I mean, kind of the whole, uh, digital nomad culture yes yeah, providing a lot of opportunities to go travel uh i remember there was this company that i was uh i briefly worked with 
called Remote Year. And what it was was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a 12-month program. You do 12 countries in 12 months. You circle the entire globe over that time. And it was $2,000 a month. And they paid for all of your travel and all of your lodging between those 12 months. Um, and so the, and they provide you a co-working space as well. So you'd be traveling with like 30 to 50 other Americans every month, going to all these different countries. And they provide you an office space, usually at a co-working space and uh, an apartment to live in and your flights to those places. And I remember kind of crunching it out and be like, Oh, two grand. Like it's, I think that's actually a little overpriced for, but you got to understand that they're also providing a service. So they need to, to upcharge. But if you really want to do that on your own and travel to 12 different countries and, and work, you probably could do that for less than $2,000 a month. Well, I think my question on that would be what, what's the, so what I've learned in terms of if, if they're just putting you in, uh, living situations such as hostels that basically every single night you're, yeah, not, you're not in your own room. That that no, just trust me, like that would be that would get really difficult because I've really enjoyed. Like I'm sitting in my my own apartment right now, and uh, by the way, like as I booked Argentina, oh, the prices are very very good. You know, it's, so you can get your own place for literally. a night like us us so um having your own place having your own uh space is is makes it all worth it but if you you know if someone is if you're literally doing a year and it's like you're you're in the same room as someone or multiple people uh that would get pretty difficult uh just you would just be ready to have your own place so but if if you had your own room for that two thousand dollars a month yeah uh, i was pretty sure it, you had your own room, yeah, because it's like, yeah, if you're paying $2,000 a month, you should be getting your own room. If you're staying at a $10 a night hostel, I'd, I'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> and so, uh, awesome. Yeah. Let's wrap up the show because we're just hitting right here at 30 minutes. Um, and as long as you're free, I'm free next week as well for the show. I'm actually going to be in Las Vegas next Friday, uh, but I am free to do the show. And uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been kind of talking more about culture and experience and everything. We'll try to get back onto uh, the topics because there are a few things that I've been wanting to talk about. Um, definitely, I want to talk about the Tesla truck and get your opinion. But let's save that for next week's episode. And uh, Nick, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Happy belated Thanksgiving. And uh, thanks for calling me. I'm thankful for you. Yeah, thank you, Connor. Me too. And uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Peace.